When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone. Wide open. Touchdown. First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson. And it goes to Corey Davis. Crowder trying to get him out of space. Slopes a tackle. And there he goes. Crowder. It's a foot race. And Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. He'll hit immediately. He got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen. Thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time to recap the Jets and the Atlanta Falcons in London with our friend covering the Jets for NorthJersey.com, Mr. Andy Vasquez. Andy, first of all, how was the trip? And second of all, what was the crowd like there in London? Oh, well, mate, I'm out here with all my lads. It's been just (laughs) delightful. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just couldn't help myself, but. No, it's been really cool. Um, first of all, we've gotten some great weather in London, which is not something you would necessarily expect in October. But it's been, we've seen the sun pretty much every day we've been here. Maybe not on Thursday, but it's been nice. And yeah, the crowd was actually very interesting today. A lot of Jets fans out there. The Jets were the away team, but I, don't think there's any doubt that they were the home team in the minds of the of the fans there. I mean, the Falcons actually had a false start because of crowd noise in the fourth quarter on that critical drive where they went and ended up putting the game away. So there were a lot of Jets fans there. I think there's a very strong sentiment that favors the Jets here in London. And I, I think you're going to see the Jets here a little bit more often because Clearly, they have some traction here, even if they weren't able to kind of capitalize on that today in their first game in London in five years. Or, I'm sorry, six years. 
Andy, this story to me had two tales to it. There was the offensive tale and the defensive tale. We'll start with the offensive tale. The offensive tale here is that they couldn't really get much going, and a big part of the reason for that is that Zach Wilson is struggling big time to complete easy throws. Now, that wasn't as much of a problem last week because he was dazzling people with the big plays, but it feels like on weeks when Wilson isn't making big plays, it sticks out like a sore thumb, the fact that he's missing these easy throws. And you saw it throughout the game. There were several of them. Through five weeks, it doesn't seem like something that should be this bad still. And for people that are talking about how this resembles Josh Allen early on in his career in Buffalo, it does. But the difference is when you looked at Josh Allen's tape at Wyoming, this was on his tape. So you knew this was something you had to overcome. You didn't really see this on the BYU tape of Zach Wilson. I don't know if it's nerves or whatever. Maybe it's just learning the finer points of the offense. I'm not entirely sure. But even though it's only been five weeks, it seems like Mike LaFleur and the coaching staff should have Zach Wilson in a better spot right now. He did throw that one interception. No touchdown passes. Late in the game, he stepped up and had some nice throws. By then, it was a little bit too late, even though, shockingly, despite the fact that the Jets more or less got dominated from pillar to post today and the Falcons dominated time of possession as well, they were within three points with under seven minutes to go in this game, which didn't seem possible. Should say, by the way, the Jets did lose this one 27-20 in a game that was really never as close as the score indicates. So, Andy, this to me was the biggest problem, and I do think that the Jets need to run the ball more. Now, they weren't running the ball super effectively. Michael Carter was the leading rusher, 3.8 yards per carry, but they only ran the ball with their running backs under 20 times. I think that they're going to need to commit to the run a little bit more than that, especially in games when it's not completely out of hand. So I don't know what the game plan is going to be going forward. I'd imagine there's going to be plenty of meetings, and we'll get to a couple of the other things that were plaguing the offense in a second. But that's the first one that stuck out to me. I felt like they probably should have tried to run the ball more. But more importantly, Zach Wilson missing those easy throws, continuing to do so five weeks in. He's a rookie. I know he's going to have his trials and tribulations, but I do think it's fair to question why he's not a little bit further along in this area, which should be the easiest one to fix. Yeah, I mean, I totally see what you're saying. But in terms of, let's, let's just start with the run stuff. Um, it's hard to establish the run when your first two possessions of the first quarter are three and outs. Mm-hmm. Um, and on both of those possessions, they ran the ball. On the first possession, um, Michael Carter, I think on the first play of the game for the Jets offensively, he had five yards. Um, and then on the next possession, um, it, it didn't go so well. And, and I think he had negative three yards on, on that run. So when you're not getting first downs, it's just hard to have enough plays to run the ball. When, you, when you're only running six plays in the first quarter and gaining a total of 16 yards, uh, it's hard to establish the run because you're just, you have six plays. You, you know what I mean? Like it, it's hard. So I understand that, that Wilson missing throws is definitely something the jets need to be concerned about, especially in the second half when uh, I think there were a couple plays there, especially that, that screen pass to Jameson Crowder where he was open and there was a ton of space. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Wilson missed him completely. Like that, 
that that changes the game right there. But I, I think the bigger problem is that they they just don't have the right stuff dialed up early in the game. I think if you want to criticize Mike before, um, I think there was a lot more room to criticize him before last week than there is now. I, I have a hard time finding him being the biggest problem right now just because there's obviously opportunities there and, and Wilson kind of missed them. But also, I think if you're going to criticize him, it should be for what he's dialing up early in the game because clearly it's not working and it's clearly a trend. I mean, the Jets have not scored a point in the first quarter this year. I believe they've been outscored somewhere in the in the range of like 75 to, to 13 or 14 in the first half this year. Um, so I think they need to figure that out. Like they cannot be ineffective offensively in the first half and win games as you saw today. Cause I think they would have won this game if they had got something done in the first half because they played well enough in the second half to win it. But when you're playing in a 17 point hole or a plus 10 point hole in, in basically every game, I think every game, but the Titans game, they've been down by at least. 10 at halftime, you can't win football games that way. And, and that's, I think, the Jets' biggest problem right now. And, and that's what Robert Sala said after the game. That's the one thing he's going to spend his time on during the bye week trying to figure out because what they've been doing to this point in the first half has not been good enough on offense. And I think that's the Jets' biggest problem moving forward. Jets are averaging 2.5 points in the first half through their first five games, as you said, Andy, not going to beat very many people doing that. It's just too much of a hole to climb out of. But I will say one area where you certainly could blame LaFleur, and I do agree with you, I think that he's one of the issues, but not the issue. Certainly not doing the greatest job, but I don't think that he is the problem so far. However, when Zach Wilson has shown that his strength very clearly, at least so far right now, is being able to make things happen vertically and not necessarily these simple, easy throws that he's missing. What you want is guys out there that can help make things happen. One of them, of course, is Denzel Mims. We saw him do that a little bit today when he finally got his chance. Two catches, 33 yards. To me, it just doesn't make any sense that this guy wouldn't be out there more when you know you need somebody that can do what he does to help bring out Wilson's strengths when he's so clearly struggling in these other areas. And as much as we all love Elijah Moore, he's kind of getting gobbled up right now and he shows the danger of getting too excited over preseason and training camp action because Elijah Moore was the king of training camp. So far this season, he hasn't done a whole lot. That's not to say that he can't turn it around or won't turn it around, but this is why you should look at what Wilson's doing well so far. Look at who isn't getting in enough that could help Wilson with what he's doing well and throw him out there more. And I think we saw that with Mims because once Wilson started to cook a little bit toward the end of the game, Mims was one of the guys that he was going to. So if I were to criticize LaFleur for something above anything else, it would be that. It's that he doesn't have Zach Wilson far enough along on the easy throws. And with that being the case, Denzel Mims absolutely should be out there because it's 6'3", 215. He's somebody that can make something happen vertically, which is what Zach Wilson needs right now. By the way, we should also say Mikai Becton, who was at home on his couch today watching the game, tweeted out unleash mims in all caps and bart scott after the game on sny said that becton was voicing what a lot of the locker room believes so it's not just the fans 
that are talking about this. It's not just pundits like Kim Jones who came out again and said it today. It's also the players who believe that Denzel Mims deserves more of an opportunity. And I think that's one of the things that they absolutely need to sit down and figure out during the bye week. It's how do we get Zach Wilson to improve on these easier throws and make him a more complete quarterback? And how do we integrate Denzel Mims into this offense going forward? No, I think you're absolutely right about them needing to integrate Mims into the offense. And I think today you saw, like, this was a situation where he didn't have to be active. They didn't have to have him active. They could have gotten away without it. And they made him active and they got him involved. And he had the longest play of the game, a 27-yard catch. I think believe it was his first reception. And, and the guy also had the longest play for the Jets of like their first four weeks of the season, a 40 yard catch in week one. So he definitely has that big play potential and they, and they definitely need to get him involved more. And I think today, the fact that he was active and the fact that he played, I don't have the snap counts yet, but I believe he played more than last week. I think it shows that they know that he needs to be active and that they're going to continue to keep him getting more involved in the offense. And it'll be tricky when, whenever um, Jeff Smith comes back from his concussion, because obviously he has value on special teams and the Jets had six receivers active today. Um, and, and Mims was one of them and, and he got in the game. And I think you saw Braxton Berrios really didn't have much of an impact today. So, so you're starting to see, I, I think the Jets are committed to getting Mims involved. And I think they will be because I think they know they have to be. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's definitely an area where you can see improvement from them, uh, from the coaching staff, and, and finding a way to get this guy who obviously has talent, obviously has game-breaking potential, and obviously fits into the skill set that Zach Wilson brings to the table. Uh, they need to get him more involved, and, and I think they will be. Um, I, I do understand potentially why they have issues with him. I, I think, you know, you can see stuff during the game. Like we, we had good seats today and we, we were sitting near the bench and you can see there were situations where the entire wide receiving room is talking to, to Miles Austin, the wide receivers coach, and then Mims is standing off to the side. So I, th I think you can see some of the reasons why the Jets might be frustrated with him, but also the guy has a lot of talent and, and talent that fits Zach Wilson's skill set. So they've got to find a way to get him involved no, no matter what. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Andy, defensively, I think the story here, and this isn't the first time that we've seen it. It was the case last week, even though the Jets won. And it's been the case most weeks this year. Even though the defense has largely overachieved, we've talked about how they've struggled to get off the field in key third and long situations. And early in the game, in fact, the first possession, the Jets had an opportunity to get off the field and Quincy Williams, I thought, got hosed on a roughing the passer call, which otherwise would have resulted in an Atlanta Falcons punt. And it felt like the Jets defense really never recovered after that because the story here is that Matt Ryan had all day to throw the ball. We saw Jeff Ulbrich seemingly putting players in awkward positions. Bryce Huff and John Franklin Myers both had to cover guys in red zone situations. They had no business covering led to touchdown passes, and we knew that the two guys that Matt Ryan was going to lean on because he didn't really have anybody else were Corderell Patterson and Kyle Pitts. And Corderell Patterson had 114 yards of total offense, and Kyle Pitts had nine catches, 119 yards, and a touchdown. And I had said earlier in the week that the Jets had done very well against tight ends so far this year, and also Pitts had struggled and you knew the Jets were going to key in on Pitts. So for all the people saying that this was the day to play Pitts in your fantasy league because he was going to go off, I wasn't so sure about that. Well, guess what? That's exactly what he did. And so the Jets had a situation where their defense was on the field for 30 plays in the first quarter. That's never a good sign because it means they're going to get tired out. But even beyond that, they struggled to get pressure on Matt Ryan. They struggled to make key stops on third downs. And Andy, as you and I were talking, the Jets really had an opportunity at the end of this game. With under seven minutes to go, they were down by three. There were opportunities for them to make key third down stops, and they just never could. And eventually the Falcons were able to get into the end zone to seal the game. But you have to say that even though Matt Ryan isn't the quarterback that he was five, ten years ago, if you give him the kind of time that the Jets gave him repeatedly in this game, he's going to burn you, which is what happened. 33 of 45, 342 yards and two touchdowns. And again, the two guys that you knew you had to stop, Corderell Patterson and Kyle Pitts, both had over 100 yards of offense. 
that's inexcusable. You put that together with what I said before with Bryce Huff and John Franklin Myers dropping back into coverage at inopportune times, and this was just an absolute mess. I've praised Jeff Ulbrich and Robert Sala for the way this defense has performed most of the way. This was by far their worst effort. Oh, for sure, because coming into the game, you knew with Calvin Ridley out that those were the two guys that they were going to rely on. And the Jets just had no answer for them in the first half, which to me, that points to coaching. And like you said, let's not get crazy here because they've been really good in terms of putting the defense in a situation to succeed through these first four games before this, when by all rights, this defense should not have been as good as it was. So, they're allowed to have an off game, but at the same point, like what were they thinking in the first half? And and when it was clear in the first quarter that this is what the Falcons are doing and this is what's going to beat you, why were why did it take until halftime for them to make the necessary adjustments? Because most of the damage those guys did was in the first half. So I think it's a totally fair criticism to wonder what happened there and and why the Jets weren't keying in on those guys early and why they were put in so many bad situations where, I mean, you're always going to have mismatches with Pitts. I mean, that guy is a freak athletically. He has size, he has speed. It's going to be hard to match up with him. But like the fact that Franklin Myers was on him (laughs) on one play, like how does that happen? So they, they definitely have some stuff to clean up there. Um, I don't think it's an alarming deal yet because it's one game and, and through the first five games, they were pretty darn good through four games. But it's definitely something to monitor because obviously the Falcons were able to figure out something with their game plan that they could exploit. And, and they sure did exploit it in the first half with the Falcons scoring on all three of their first possessions to put the Jets in a 17 nothing hole early in the second quarter. Andy, any injury news? No, this was actually a pretty good game. I mean, a really good game for the Jets on that front. There was there was no notable injuries. I don't even know if there was a point in the game where they had a player leave the field because of an injury. So if you were looking for a positive from this game, and I think there were there were some on the field beyond what we saw, but but one definite positive is that nobody got hurt. That we know of. After the game, inside the locker room, you guys got the opportunity to speak to Robert Sala, Zach Wilson, C.J. Mosley, and Corey Davis. What did they all have to say? Well, first of all, I just have to tell you, this stadium was awesome. <laughs> like <laughs> it was really, it was really cool. And one of the cool things was the media room. Like we don't get to go in the locker room at this point because COVID is still obviously a thing. So the interviews that we do now in person are in a press conference room and the press conference room at Tottenham Stadium, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is the correct terminology. Excuse me. Um, It's it's like very, very impressive. I mean, they had like a digital board behind the podium uh, where the Jets logo was displayed, along with like all the, the London NFL game sponsorship stuff. And then this room, it was like an auditorium and it, it was it was large. I mean, like you couldn't even fit like where the Jets have this at MetLife Stadium. 
you couldn't even fit like the the podium up front into the room the Jets have. That's how much bigger and nicer this room was. So just indulge me on this little media thing. That was very cool, <laughs> and, and we enjoyed it. But um, yeah, we talked to to all these guys, and I mean Robert Sala, like I said, the top priority for him is figuring out why the Jets are so inept on offense in the first half. And uh, they've scored 13 points in the first half through five games. I mean, that is inexcusable and something is clearly wrong. And if you want to criticize Mike LaFleur, that's where you should start because they're the Jets are putting themselves in positions where they can't win games. Um, you can't win games if you're scoring, like you said, so few points in the first half. Um, so that's the, the first order of business for Robert Sala to fix. He's going to grind during this bye week to try to figure out what is going wrong there. We also talked to Corey Davis, as you said, and he, as usual, had some interesting things to say. Um, basically, he said that a lot of their problems in the first half, which he acknowledged is the main problem, as everybody did, because they scored 13 points in the first half of the season. Um, he said a lot of it's self-inflicted, like, there's a lot of things we're doing to ourselves. Um, he gave the he gave the Falcons defense credit, but I mean, and I think this is a telling quote. He says, "But quote they didn't really do anything to stop us in the first half. It was all us. We've just got to eliminate that." So the Jets like know that they have not been good enough in the first half, and I think at this point it's in their head. Now, that, that is a point of contention depending on who you ask on the Jets. Zach Wilson says they're not pressing. Corey Davis says they may be pressing. At this point, I think it's pretty obvious that they're pressing because they haven't had a good first half this season. They know they haven't had a good first half this season. And that's something that's tough to fix. Um, in terms of how the Jets kind of battle back from where they are, I mean, this is one thing that I was interested in knowing. Like, what is the mood in the locker room right now? Because this team had a chance to go into the bye one game under 500. Instead, there are three games under 500. Um, for people who thought they had a chance to maybe contend for a playoff spot or whatever, like, the season is on the brink here. And I know a lot of Jets fans aren't looking at the season this way, but it has to be talked about because that's the ultimate goal. So, um, so in terms of the mood in the locker room, Corey Davis said, we know we're better than one and four. And that's what the energy is like in the locker room. Dudes are disappointed and angry, all types of emotions because we know we're better than what we're displaying. We just haven't played our best ball yet. And we have to get back to the drawing board, but don't press the, the issue. And I think that's kind of summarizing where the Jets are at at this point is they know they have a problem. They know they need to fix it. And they also don't want to get in their minds about it because they know that being in that headspace makes it harder to fix it because you put pressure on yourself. And that's where we go to Zach Wilson, who talked a lot at length about this stuff. First of all, as you talked about before, the big issue with Zach Wilson today was that he missed a lot of easy throws and he did not look to make excuses for that. He said, that's on me. 
I have to do better. I have to find a way to make these throws because they're throws that will change the game for us. And um, there's no excuse for that. It's a lack of execution on my part, which is the right thing to say. But at the same time, he's got to figure out how to make throws. So when we asked Robert Sala about that, he said it's the stuff that we've been talking about all season, fundamentals, having your feet in the right place, having your eyes in the right place, going through your progressions properly. He's working on it every day, and I can promise you he's going to get better at it. That's what Sala said. Um, and Wilson basically said the same thing. Like, he knows that he needs to be better at it. But he also added some stuff about, like, how he maybe – he said he needs to be less hesitant, which to me means that something in his head is is making him overthink these throws. And he said it, he needs to do a better job. And it's kind of the opposite of Robert Sala said a couple of weeks ago about playing boring football. But Zach Wilson said that he needs to do a better job of just kind of letting it go and, and, and slinging it and making these throws without second guessing himself and, and being confident. So, Obviously, there's a mental battle that's going on there throughout the Jets organization, especially on offense, where they're trying to get things on track offensively um, and also trying not to overthink it. So I think that is something to watch going forward. And it's a really tough balance when you have a young quarterback uh, in terms of doing the right things, but not stressing it so much that that you're overthinking it. So I think that's a big thing to watch going forward. And then CJ Mosley, finally, he said that the jets have a lot of work to do. A lot of the mistakes on defense, just like on offense were self-inflicted. He blamed himself for a lot of the struggles that the jets had with Patterson and um, Pitts early in the game. Uh, Cause a lot of that stuff was over the middle. And he says he needs to do a better job. Um, he also said that, it's going to be a tough week for the Jets. Even though it's a bye week, it, it, they can't really treat it like one. They need to keep working, keep trying to figure out how to get better, keep trying to figure out how to fix this. Um, he said he believes that that they can get it fixed, but obviously there's, there's a lot of work to do and that they have to figure it out during this bye week, uh, come back and play better because echoing the theme from Corey Davis and echoing the theme from from Robert Sala, they believe they're better than what they've shown so far um, and that they can turn this around. That remains to be seen. I, I think it's beyond turning around for the Jets this season in terms of being a team that contends for anything, but certainly they can get things back on the right track and, and feel good going into next year. And in order to do that in these final 12 games, they're going to have to get some things fixed during this bye week. Uh, especially with the slow starts on offense. And and now with this issue that they had on defense today, they cannot let that turn into a recurring thing. So I think those are the two big things to watch coming out of the bye. Um, and just to give you the schedule, the Jets will talk on Monday. Robert Sella will talk on Monday. Uh, the Jets are on the way back to New Jersey, obviously. And then a couple of players will talk on Tuesday and the Jets will be off for the rest of the week. So that's what we got going forward. And I hopefully I covered what happened in the locker room and I made some sense. Please apologize if I'm rambling because, <laughs> you know, I'm in London. And I haven't slept in. I really haven't slept at this whole trip. So 
little little bit little bit punch drunk here, but I'm but I'm hanging in there doing the best I can. Hopefully you can get some sleep on the flight home from London. Andy Vasquez covering the Jets for NorthJersey.com. Thanks so much for coming on. As always, really appreciate it. Andy, have a safe flight home from London. And in the meantime, make sure that you're checking out everything Andy is doing over at NorthJersey.com. 99 cents gets you six months of unlimited coverage at NorthJersey.com. That's not just sports. That's news. That's everything they have behind the paywall. 99 cents for six months works out to about 15 cents a month. So go ahead and check it out now. I'm a subscriber. You should be too. And you should also be checking out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Luke Grant's got some great videos up there breaking down Zach Wilson's broken play genius from last week against the Titans and how dominant the front seven was against the Titans. He'll have some more videos up on the YouTube channel coming up later this week. So if you're not subscribed yet, go ahead and subscribe. If you want to get in on the brand new shirts that we have over at TeePublic, that's T-E-E-Public.com. You can do that too. We've got a John Franklin Myers, Quinnen Williams, bless you, thank you shirt. That's up there. Beautiful artwork by Alex, who is Luke Grant's girlfriend, a fantastic artist. She's got that one up and also the Zach Wilson says go long shirt with him pointing towards Corey Davis. Those shirts available and more right now. Tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And make sure you give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.